Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. movement that encourages you to live with less, less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hi, friend. Welcome back to the Minimalish Podcast. Today, I am sharing with you 
a conversation that I just loved with Brittany from Homegrown Traditions. Before we jump into that, I just wanted to say this past weekend was Easter and we hosted. You guys, it was like the most low stress hosting experience I have ever had. And we hosted a lot of family in our home. So I just hope that this podcast encourages you towards simplifying everything because what I am starting to see is that simple living, it starts to permeate every area of life and and it just brings so much joy to areas that used to be stressful. And for me, hosting used to be stressful and now I just find a whole lot of joy in it. So I just wanted to encourage you in that, that if you are currently feeling stress about your life, about your home, Just take one small step towards simple. And I think this episode is going to help you do just that. I hope all of my episodes help you kind of make one small step in the direction towards simplifying what is weighing you down. And I did want to just ask you that if you're loving the podcast, go ahead and give it a rating or review. This will take you less than five minutes, if that. Just scroll down. If you're listening to the podcast on on the Apple Podcast app, just scroll down and you'll see you can give it a little five-star rating if you're loving it and leave a few words about why you're loving it. And I would appreciate that so much. That's the way that other moms are able to discover the podcast when it's getting these positive reviews from those of you who are truly enjoying it each week. And I really think you're going to love today's episode. So let's dive in. I'm so excited to share this interview with you today. I talked to Brittany from Homegrown Traditions. She's an awesome mom of four. And if you've got older kiddos, I think you're going to love her perspective. I mean, if you have smaller littles like me, you'll absolutely love her wisdom as well. But I know that when I chat with you on here, I'm coming from the perspective of a toddler mom. So I'm so happy to bring on moms with older kids so that you can hear different perspectives. And Brittany is just basically almost fully out of that toddler phase, at least with her four kids that she has right now. Today, we are chatting all about ways to keep family life simple. Brittany's mission is to focus on the family and simplify family life. And she kind of knows what she's talking about because, like I said, she has four kids. She uses her blog to kind of share ideas that she's learned along the journey of motherhood to help you simplify all areas of life with kids. And specifically today, we're chatting about meals, chores, self-care, and we touch on other topics as well. I know you're going to love our conversation, so let's just get into it. Here's my interview with Brittany. Thank you, Brittany, so much for agreeing to be on the Minimalish podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you. But before we get started, tell our listeners today a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I heard the name of it alone and I was like, yes, (laughs) that is totally (laughs) minimal-ish. So I'm excited. So I... um, run the Instagram and blog Homegrown Traditions. And I've been doing that for about two and a half years. And basically my whole purpose is to just share ideas for moms to simplify their home and family life. Um, Whether that is very simple, easy recipes, whether that's after school or lunch ideas, whether that's holiday tradition ideas that are very simple and easy to execute. I just feel like we are sometimes so bombarded with information and we want to try to do it all. So I try to just give really approachable, very simple ideas 
to make you feel like you're making an impact as a mom um, while not getting just extremely overwhelmed. I um, have four kids. They're two boys and two girls. My youngest is four and my oldest is 11. And we live in the Dallas, Texas area. My husband and I met in high school in Utah. And I grew up all over the place, um, but was in the Salt Lake City area for um, my high school. And we have lived in Dallas for almost nine years, and we love it. We love being in the South. And um, I am kind of an entrepreneur at heart. I've always kind of had some sort of a side business. And so this is kind of a natural fit and where everything has led me. So I just love doing it. That's awesome. And I, I love that your perspective is of a mom of four, because, you know, if, if you can simplify (laughs) your family life, then, you know, any, I feel like any moms can, and obviously there are moms out there with more than four kids, but it's just seeing that perspective from, from a bigger family, uh, I feel like is really helpful and encouraging that, that it's possible. And I love that mission that you have of focusing on family and simplifying family life. So what does that actually, what does that look like to you? And how does that play out as a family of six for you, like in your everyday life? Yeah. So over the years, it's looked like a lot of saying no (laughs) to things. And that is hard. It's sometimes really hard for us to say no as moms to other things people ask us to do, to things that our kids ask us to do, to things that we may see online or on social media. And over the years of kind of trying to practice being more simple and being more intentional, I've really learned to say no and that I have to say no. And that the more things I say no to, the more time and freedom that gives me to focus on what I really want to do. So we love celebrating holidays, but we'll typically pick like one or two fun things we want to do for the holiday instead of trying to do it all. Like for Halloween, that's one of our favorite holidays. And I love making like family themed Halloween costumes. And so that takes a ton of time and effort. Everyone contributes, everyone helps like putting the costumes together, but we really don't ever like paint or carve pumpkins, you know? So it's just picking and choosing and focusing on doing one thing really well, as opposed to doing like 10 things and not really doing any of them well. So, um, it also means like maybe I have a really good after school snack, but maybe all week long my kids are doing school lunch. And I try to just take the mom guilt out of that. Um, I enjoy being in the kitchen and cooking. So I kind of take pride in like cooking healthy dinners for my family. But guess what? My kids are eating cereal every day for breakfast. So it's just you pick and choose, you know, as a mom. And you can't do everything. And so I think it's just accepting the fact that it's better for me to focus on one important thing than to try to do everything and feel like I'm failing at it all. Yeah. And with when it comes to homegrown traditions and your kind of your mission to, to share this, like share all of this that you do with your family and um, the things that have helped you. Tell, tell me a little bit more about Homegrown Traditions, um, where people can find you, and also kind of like tell me the story behind it a little bit. When did you start it? So going way back to the beginning. So I actually, after I had my first daughter, I like left the workplace. I was staying home with her, and I ended up starting a women's swimwear business. 
And I had that for seven years and I loved like having my own little side business and having something to fulfill me in that way. And I of course loved being a mom. And after seven years of doing that, I kind of realized, you know, I'm not passionate about this. Like I'm not a fashionista, like fashion is not my thing. So I kind of just fell into that business because I um, learned how to sew from a young age. And so after taking a year off of doing that, um, my husband and I have always kind of been brainstorming, like, what are, what are things we're passionate about? What could we do together? We both obviously are passionate about families. And so we thought, how could we do something based around families? And it was when we were pulling out some holiday pillowcases that my mom had made for my kids that we thought that kind of like a light bulb went off and we thought, hmm, I wonder if we could do something for families that is based around family traditions. And so we actually started Homegrown Traditions as like just a product-based business. Like we just thought, okay, we're going to sell products that will help people like celebrate holidays with their families and that will help them create traditions. And so we took like a full year getting these holiday pillowcases made. And I started an Instagram account just basically with the purpose and intent of selling the physical products that we were creating. I slowly was adding products like birthday shirts and birthday plates and just kind of going off of this like holiday tradition idea. And it was kind of slow moving in the start. And so with Instagram, I'm like, well, since it kind of goes along with the, with the family and holiday tradition um, theme, I'm going to start sharing also some ideas of like, here's what I'm making for my kids after school snack, or here's what we're doing for this holiday. And it's funny because like, that is actually what gained traction. Like it was the content that started getting people more interested in it versus the products. And so just recently, we actually decided to like, totally close down our physical product side of our business and just focus on the content. And I don't think that I, I think it, it had to start that way for me because I don't think that I ever would have just thought like, Oh, I've got so many great ideas to share. Let me start a blog or an Instagram account and share those ideas. Like I just wouldn't have thought that I had enough ideas to share, (laughs) but because we started the business with those products and then it kind of morphed into this more content based based business over the last couple of years, it's made me realize actually this is what I'm passionate about. And I think this is what I'm good at. And I think this is what people want. They want ideas, they want tools, they want systems. They don't necessarily just want products that they can use. So it's been kind of an interesting shift um, for me, but it's also been really exciting to also get so many ideas from other moms. I love that about social media that you just are able to um, communicate with moms and share and pass along ideas no matter where you live or what stage of life you're in. So it's really just turned it. And, and what people have loved too is things that are really simple. Like they don't want a meal that's 20 ingredients long that's going to take two hours. We're all busy moms with kids. They want an idea that they can throw in their instant pot and that can be done in 15 minutes. So I really try to focus on that. And in focusing on that, it's even improved my own personal life because it's made me simplify and think like, okay, this is too difficult. Like this is too time consuming. What can I do to create a system to just make my life run more smoothly? Yeah, I love that. And I've really loved following along with you on Instagram and checking out your blog as well. And I just love the ideas that you share. I I definitely encourage anyone listening to 
find you on Instagram for sure. Um, but I love that it kind of went from a product based business to just more of like sharing your life and, and what, what it is that you all do to simplify. Um, so when it comes to simplifying motherhood and family life, um, has it always been like that for you? Like, have you from the very beginning, like first child, um, if you, I know sometimes that's all blurry, <laughs> but you, as much as you can remember, was it always like something like, okay, I want to keep things simple. Um, or was it something that you did out of necessity? Um, how, how did you kind of dive into this journey of simplifying family life, family traditions, all of that? I think for the most part, it's, I've always been inclined to that, probably because I am one of seven kids, and so my mom had to simplify. Like, there's, there was just no physical way for her to do everything. Um, and so we always did, like, one instrument and maybe one sport. Like, we just we couldn't do everything being one of seven kids. And my, so my mom had to stay super organized just to, like, have the family run, family um, schedules run smoothly. So I think a lot of that I learned from her. But I think also, it's been interesting kind of growing up, well, not growing up, I'm a full grown adult, but like going through the phases of social media um, for the past, I mean, when I went to high school and college, social media wasn't even a thing. When I was in college is when like they started Facebook and stuff. And so I think it was such a novelty in the beginning. And it was like, oh, we've got Pinterest and all of a sudden we have Facebook and we have Instagram. Oh my goodness, there's so much inspiration out there. We can see all these ideas that everyone is sharing and we want to do it all. And, and you know, you start to fall into the trap of like, well, this mom is doing this and this and this and I am not doing any of that. I need to be doing that. And so I think it's been also kind of a, an interesting um, process to like live through that. And I think we've kind of gotten to the other side where moms are starting to realize that because we're so bombarded by, you know, seeing everything that everyone is doing, um, there, you almost have this yearning to just like take it back. Like whether it's like cutting off your social media accounts, you know, temporarily or whether it like, it's funny cause all of my siblings are like, we just want to live on a farm and like be in the middle of nowhere and not have to deal with like all the craziness, you know, of the world. But I think because of this like information age we're in, it's kind of, we, we kind of are going through this process of, you know, yes, there's so much information out there, but really, and you know, you don't need all that to be happy. And so it's, um, for me, I think like when, you know, Pinterest, for instance, first came out, it was like, oh my gosh, I got to do all the things. I got to have the big birthday parties for my kids. And, and I kind of have realized over time, and especially with having more kids and just not having the time to be able to do that. Um, that simple is better that, you know, if you really cut back and you focus on just doing one or two things that are really important to you, that that's actually more fulfilling and a lot less stressful. So I think, you know, kind of going through that process of dealing with social media has also led me to just realize, okay, I need to love and appreciate what other people are doing, but know that I don't have to do that in order to be happy for someone else doing it. You know, it's because they're succeeding in a certain area doesn't mean that I am less than because I'm not doing that. So I think that's kind of a process that all of us have had to go through just with dealing with social media. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Like social media, it makes us able to see everyone and what everyone's doing, like you said. And yeah, it looks glamorous when your mm -hmm. elaborate meals or elaborate birthday parties, like, 
it all looks so glamorous, but there's a lot of effort that has to go into the behind the scenes and a lot of expectations and everything. And it's complicated and overwhelming for sure. Okay, so let's talk about simplifying meals, because I know that's something that you talk about a lot. And this is definitely some a part of family life that can become overwhelming. So tell me about how you simplify this and give us some practical tips around that. Yeah. So whether you like to cook, whether you don't like to cook, it's kind of one of those like necessary evils, right? Like your family's got to eat. So somehow <laughs> you've got to figure out what works for you. And I kind of mentioned before with like the whole breakfast thing, for me, I love cooking dinner. Like that's the thing that I'll spend my time on and I'll cook that one meal a day, but I'm not going to cook three full meals a day. Like I'm just, I, I don't have the capacity and I don't enjoy it enough to like get up early and make my kids a hot breakfast and send them with like the perfect lunch and then also make them dinner. Like that's just too much. So my focus is kind of on just providing like a good healthy dinner I'm like, if we can all be together for one meal a day, and I love that that's also the time that we like come together, come around the table, and we can all talk about our days. Um, but as far as making it easier, I'm trying to be better at letting my kids help me in the kitchen. But also one thing I do that has helped me a ton is I save my kids' screen time to my dinner prep time. Like I have their screen time be from 4.30 to 5.30, and so they can like watch a show together or, you know, turn on Netflix or whatever they want to do while I'm making dinner. And that has been a huge sanity saver for me just because I know they're not like out making messes somewhere in the house. And plus we try to get their like homework and piano done right after school so that they're not trying to do their homework while I'm off. Like I just try to eliminate as many distractions as I can while I'm making dinner. Cause that's always kind of just a chaotic time of day anyway. So I have my kids screen time while I'm prepping dinner. And then as far as um, meal planning, meal planning can seem really overwhelming to people. But even if it's just writing down, hey, this day I'm going to make pancakes for dinner. This day I'm going to cook up some pasta and some red sauce. I really like um, trying new meals, but I don't plan seven new meals to try in one week. I'll usually pick like two recipes that I haven't tried before, maybe something I've seen on Instagram or Pinterest or just from like a cookbook that I have. And then the rest of the meals that week are either like breakfast for dinner or like I said, like pasta that I'm just heating up or grilled cheese. Like I try to mix and match some recipes that maybe take a little bit more time with ones that are super easy, can be thrown together really fast. Um, and I feel like even just writing down those five meals makes it so much easier for me to grocery shop. I always do grocery pickup, which who knows how anyone even survived before grocery pickup, right? Like if you're taking a kid to the grocery store, that's taking so much extra time and energy. If I can do, place an online grocery order, even if I have to pay a couple bucks to go and pick it up, it's totally worth it in my opinion. Um, so I just try to keep it manageable. And then by the time the weekend rolls around, I'm usually like so ready for a break, not just necessarily from cooking, but from cleaning the kitchen and everything that like Friday and Saturday, we almost always either go out and eat somewhere or order a pizza. So I think just intermixing, you know, maybe a couple meals that either you haven't tried before or that are a little more time consuming and then always just plugging in some easy, quick meals to the dinner menu is going to feel a lot less overwhelming than, you know, trying to cook and make these big meal productions every day of the week. Yeah, for sure. 
takes the pressure off. And I love that, um, that idea of just like, even just saving your kids screen time for that time, like yeah, whatever you can do to <laughs> make, I think dinner time, dinner time, especially with a toddler right now has been the most stressful time of the day. But I feel like that's just a stressful time for everyone. Everyone's tired. Like the whole day's already gone on. So you can simplify that. Yeah. yeah. That's super helpful. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Hey there, just popping into this episode to tell you about the cleaning routine resource that I've created for you. If you've ever felt like you're spending way too much time cleaning your house, or you're overwhelmed by the state of your home, or maybe you just dislike cleaning and you don't know how to actually make yourself do it regularly, this free resource is for you. I've never loved cleaning and I've never been good at keeping up with it. But I finally created a routine for myself that works, and I'm sharing it with you too because I think it might help you. Hundreds of other moms are using this cleaning routine resource already, and I've heard from so many of them that it's working. So here's what you'll get. You'll get a downloadable PDF that simply explains what the cleaning routine looks like step by step, and then you'll get a list that you can use to check off your own cleaning tasks in the week. I also provide my own list that I work through, which you can print and use and add to, or you can just start with the blank list that I include. It has a cute little hand-lettered title and design to it, and you can even frame it and use it as part of your home decor and use a dry erase marker to check it off. You'll also get an audio file that describes my own personal list and why I put the items I put on the list for each week. Plus, the best part, you'll get a three-day email course that talks all about how to get yourself to actually follow a routine, and some of my favorite cleaning hacks, among other helpful tips to get you started. If you want to grab this resource, head to DesireeEndries.com slash cleaning routine. That's DesireeEndries.com slash cleaning routine. And that link will also be in the show notes. All right, back to the show. So something um, I saw recently on your Instagram is your clipboard command center. So another, um, another kind of example that I saw from you of just like simplifying and kind of taking the pressure off of yourself. And I'm sure with having four kids, like life can get hectic with schedules. And, um, and I know that you aim for simplicity. So tell me about that command center, um, what that, what that looks like. It's beautiful, by the way, and everyone needs to go go look for that on your Instagram. But um, how does it keep things simple for you all and talk about how it functions and where our listeners can find some of the printables? Yeah. So it, I've loved clipboards for like the longest time. I have clipboards that I put my kids' homework on. We've had our chore charts on clipboards forever. I just love that you can like take them off and move them around. If my kids are like doing homework or coloring on the couch, they can use a clipboard. So anyway, I love clipboards. (laughs) um, The whole command station idea started when I just have talked to so many different moms and moms that are in different stages of life, have kids of different ages. And what I realized is there is not just like one chore chart or one system that works for every family at every stage of life. Even with our own family, we had like daily chore charts that we did for a couple years. And then I just realized within the last like six months that my kids were like, they were doing the chores, but they were never ever marking them off. And it was driving me crazy. And finally, I'm like, you know what, maybe this system is not working for us anymore. And but it but it was great in the beginning. 
So I feel like sometimes we get stuck in this idea that we have to have like the perfect chart or we have to have the perfect routine. And once we find that, everything will run smoothly. But that's not how it goes. Like our family changes, kids get older, schedules change, even we change. Like maybe we um, are totally fine like marking things off and encouraging our kids to mark off their chores every day. And then we realize actually this is kind of a pain. Like, why am I doing this? You know? So I, I, I created this system cause I wanted there be, I wanted there to be room for change and for switching things up. So basically what it is, is it's just a bunch of printables that you can pick and choose from and create your own family command system. So we've got like a Saturday chore will. And that's a big thing we do right now is like every Saturday, every, everyone in our family has a different chore. Someone's going to be cleaning the bathroom. Someone's going to be gathering all the trash. And so it's just a will that you're able to select the chores, put your family's names in, and then we rotate it every um, Saturday. And there's um, several versions of chore charts in there. One that's more geared towards toddlers that has pictures on it that will take them through like a bedtime and a morning routine and there's um, a chart that, that you can mark off daily chores for kids. Um, and there's like a, one of our favorite things right now is like a work for hire chart where I just write a bunch of chores that are outside of the normal chores that the kids can earn money for. Because I think money management is super important too. And I want my kids to have the opportunity to earn money. So I just have like these six chores on this clipboard and there is a dollar clipped to each chore. And so that has worked really well too because it's instant gratification for them. Like they don't have to wake and wait an entire week to get an allowance or to get money. If they want that dollar, they can do that chore and get it right then. So I just created a bunch of different um, totally customizable printables for people to create their own command system and to be able to pick and choose what things they think will work for them. And in addition to chore charts, there's like some seasonal bucket lists that just has ideas for fun things you can do as a family. There's a dinner menu so that you can write down what you're making for um, dinner each day of the week. So there's a bunch of different things in this command system. Um, and I love that because they're on clipboards, you can hang them on the back of a pantry door. You can put them over a desk. You can even put them like inside of kitchen cabinets. So I just wanted to create something that could totally be customized for different family needs. And um, all of the, the printables and PDFs are available on my website, Homegrown Traditions. So you can take a look at all the options there. That's awesome. And we, I will link that in the show notes. Um, so anyone can just scroll down and find those there. But I love that. Um, I love how you use them, though to as kind of like a decorative is that like in your entryway or where is that in your home yeah so it's right so I have them on kind of a narrow wall that's in our kitchen we actually don't have a ton of wall space in our house because there's so many windows and but we do so in our like laundry room slash mudroom that that um, is attached to our garage I have like hooks for the kids backpacks but I was realizing and this is kind of another way to simplify is sometimes you fight against like the flow of mess in your house. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but we have these hooks in our mudroom and I was like, these are the kids' backpack hooks. This is where they're going to put their backpacks. But then I realized they were always ending up in the kitchen because that's where we do our homework. Like we come home, they bring their backpacks in, they're throwing them onto the kitchen floor and then they're pulling out papers and binders and everything. And that's kind of where we go through things. 
So finally, I realized, why am I fighting this? Like, I need to just embrace that this is where the backpacks are going to be. So I just got a big basket and put it in our kitchen. And it's right on this, like, really narrow wall. And so I just have four clipboards that I put, like, right above their backpack basket. So it is... Um, right, kind of in our kitchen. But but that was also one thing that when I was creating this system, I wanted it to look good enough that if, if it was in plain sight, like it is in our house, it still was like, oh, that's like a great kind of classic black and white looking um, command system. And it doesn't look like an eyesore in your house yeah. <laughs> if it's somewhere in the open. Yeah. And it makes beautiful decor in your home at least. So um, I, it can totally... I think be something that's on display for sure. So we've talked a lot about like how you, in so many ways, like what you do through homegrown traditions is serving your family and serving families in general um, with your focus on families and simplifying family life, but with like meals and with, with a command center, like it's so many ways that you are serving your kids and your family. So I want to talk a little bit about um, your perspective on self-care as well, because I mean, in some ways, everything we've talked about is, is helping with self-care because it's, um, it's simplifying things on, you know, on, on the parents and on the moms. But what is your definition of self-care and your perspective on self-care? And what do you do for self-care as a mom of four? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, because I feel like that is like the first thing to go when you have kids, right? Like you are a mom 24 seven. And so mm -hmm. it can be really hard to make time for yourself. There's the mom guilt there. Um, but to me, self care is about more than just pampering yourself, which I do like doing that too. But I think it's just really being in tune with what makes me feel alive? Like what brings joy to my life? And of course your kids do, but I think there's more, more than that. You need to be in tune with what fills your cup because you can't be the best mom that you can be unless you feel fulfilled in life. And so I think probably the biggest thing is just trying to have that conversation with yourself. Like what do, because it's different for everyone. Um, your needs are different, but I also think it's very important for moms to reach out when they need help. And this is a lesson that I had to learn pretty early in marriage is that sometimes we, especially with like our spouses um, and close friends, sometimes we kind of expect people to read our minds. <laughs> like I would be doing the dishes or like frantically cleaning the house after the kids went to, to bed. And my husband would just be sitting watching a football game on the couch. And I'm like reeling in my mind, like, can't he see that I am so busy? And I let it like boil up inside of me to the point where I'm like about to explode. And he's meanwhile sitting over here. And I finally like talked to him about it. I was like, don't you see that I am like busting my butt over here to try to clean the house? And he's like, well, you like doing that. Like, I thought you were just enjoying yourself, having a good time. Like, this is just kind of your thing. And, I, and he's sitting over here not thinking anything of it. And so I think it's important for us to take accountability for our feelings. And when we're feeling like we're getting stressed, when we're feeling like we need help, 
we can't just expect people to read our minds and we can't expect people to know when they need to step in and help or um, even if we're out with family or friends and like we're off, you know, at a restaurant and we're having to walk the kid around the restaurant because he won't sit down. Like if that's bothering you as a mom, I feel like it's our responsibility to say like, Hey, I need a break from this. I'm starting to get like stressed out. I feel like I'm missing this whole like gathering. Can someone else take a turn, you know? So I think that's a super important part of self-care is just being in tune with when you're getting overwhelmed and asking for help in those moments so that you can get some relief because it's not doing anyone any good if you just work, 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 work until you are just maxed out. Um, And so whatever that break looks like for you, if it's, you know, I love having like a girl's night, maybe once a month, which is super recharging for me. Um, and I feel like it's also a little bit different when all your kids get in school because you actually do have some breathing time during the day to like, okay, I can run some errands on my own. Um, and, but it's hard when you have a toddler or kids at home all the time because you don't have that relief and you don't have that break. Um, but I think it's, it's just figuring out what fills your cup and that's going to be different for everyone. Um, but for me, it's, it's just a little bit of alone time. Um, I love to get my nails done. That's like my mom care thing lately, even though that is kind of pampering, but also just, um, being open with the people in my life when I need help and when I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. I love that. That's so relatable as a toddler mom for sure. And I think all moms can probably relate to that. And it's definitely a lesson that has to be learned early on. That's a, that's something that I've been learning just now, actually. So I'm like, yeah. are you, you're in my, I think you're in my brain. <laughs> but, um, because I, I've just recently started realizing like, yeah, like, you know, no, nobody like, is actually reading my mind. Like nobody knows that how I'm feeling. Nobody knows I might need help with this. So yeah, that's been something I've been like telling myself actually too. Ask for help, ask for help. And it's humbling because no one wants to ask for help, right? And even if you you technically could do something, like you can, you know, be the one to fill all your kids' needs, but you just have to be very aware of like what what it's doing to you mentally, you know, and emotionally. If you're getting so drained because you are doing it all, sometimes you just need to get that break and that relief so that you can come back even better and like more invigorated and have the energy that you need to, to do it day in and day out. Yeah, that's so good. Such good encouragement. Um, okay, well, when it comes to like, moms feeling overwhelmed with maybe their homes or motherhood in general, like kind of in summary um, with what we've already talked about, what are some, and I mean, you just gave such great encouragement. So, um, but what are some other tips maybe just in general, like general tips for a mom who's feeling overwhelmed with her home, with her kids, maybe with her life, whatever, um, dinner time, what are some just like kind of last tips or encouragements you might have? Yeah. So I think the number one thing that I would say is you've got to lower your expectations (laughs) and it's just plain and simple. No one can do it all. And I think that can be one of the downfalls of social media is that we see people and we think they're doing it all. We, but, but the thing is they're not like, I think 
we kind of come up with this picture in our mind because we see this one mom who is like throwing amazing birthday parties. We see this other mom who is making amazing home-cooked meals for her family. We see another mom who her house is always immaculately clean. And we assume, we make this picture in our mind of like this one super mom who is doing all of those things. But even those women are not doing all of those things. They just choose to focus on the one thing that they're maybe most passionate about. And if they are doing more than one thing, chances are they probably have help and you just don't know, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I think it's important to realize you can't do it all, but then also decide what's most important to you. Like one thing that I've realized, um, I've had to like seriously lower my expectations with cleaning because it's just impossible to like always have a clean house. But one thing I've realized is that if I can just keep a handle on the kitchen, like if the, for me, the kitchen is like a zone that can either make or break my stress level. And if the kitchen is a disaster and like the floor is sticky and there's dishes all over the counter and nothing has been put away, there's like food going bad, that like really stresses me out. And so I think you have to realize kind of your trigger points. So I feel like if I can keep the kitchen manageable, then it doesn't bother me as much that the other areas of the house are clean. And so that's one thing that I focus on. And that's one thing that I get help on. Like the kids, their morning chores are to empty the dishwasher. So that's one thing that like helps me kind of keep my kitchen somewhat decent. Whereas the rest of my house, I've kind of just let it go. So I feel like finding kind of what is most important to you and then letting other things go is going to be really helpful when you feel overwhelmed because then you just have kind of one thing that you can work on as opposed to trying to do everything and also realizing that there's different phases of life right like when you're totally overwhelmed with a toddler like maybe you're not going to have as much time to focus on making really good meals because half the time who knows if your toddler is even going to touch it you know Mm -hmm. so maybe this is a time for like quick and easy faster meals and then as your child gets older then maybe you'll have the time and capacity and they'll actually want to eat what you're making and so you can focus more on that so I feel like there's different phases of life for different things and just realizing that whatever phase you're in, kind of embracing it and trying to find like the one good thing about that phase that you really enjoy is going to make it seem less overwhelming. But knowing too that not, not every stage is going to last forever. If you're in a really hard stage with your kids, um, that will pass. You know, there's different, there's different challenges to every phase of life as a mom, but it's not always as exhausting physically. <laughs> when your yeah. kids get older you, and you're sleeping through the night, then you have so much more capacity to do other things. So just kind of letting some of those expectations go and knowing that, you know, down the road, when you've got more time, when you've got more capacity, you'll be able to do some of those things that you want to do um, will kind of help you get through the phase that you're in. Yeah. Those are great encouragements. I love that. I've found recently, like, from week to week, everything changes (laughs) with, with just with a toddler at least. And I'm sure with just in general, like as I feel like seasons change so fast in motherhood or just even like hard, like what feels like, you know, a hard day or maybe even a hard week. I realize, like the next week I find myself saying like, Oh, she's so easy. (laughs) I'm like, wait. And then the the next week I'll be saying like, this is so hard. So uh, that's definitely good. It's just like, it's like, 
kind of powering through those, those moments and, totally. and the pressure off of yourself for sure. I love that. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing your perspective on simplifying family life, mom life in general. Um, and I want to ask you two questions that I ask every guest before we kind of close out this interview. So the first one is what is, and we've just talked about simplifying everything, but what is something specifically that you're simplifying right now in your life? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I am really trying to simplify just the stuff we have in our house. Um, so I've been like going through all my kids clothes and toys and just realizing, and also when I pay attention to the way that my kids are playing, I realize, you know what, they actually don't need a lot. Like typically when they're playing, they're playing some type of make-believe. They're playing school. They're playing library. They're playing store. They're playing that one of them is an animal. And so I'm trying to simplify right now just the amount of stuff we have in our house because that, I mean, the more stuff you have, the more mess, <laughs> potential mess that it will make, right? So like my kids don't need a ton of clothes. They need enough clothes to get them through one week of laundry and they really don't need a ton of toys. I'm kind of leaning more towards just giving them like art supplies and boxes and stuff that I can just end up throwing out. So yeah, clothes and toys, I would say are two things that I'm just kind of trying to cut back on and simplify right now. Yeah, that's great. I definitely have noticed that already with one kid. So I can't imagine with four, it's just the stuff piles up so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, what, and second question, what is something that you can't stop talking about right now? Something that you're loving? You want to tell everyone about it? (laughs) You know, I would have to say a life-changing thing for me in the past couple years has been getting an Audible account. So I like reading, but I'm such a multitasker that it was so hard for me to sit down and read a book start to finish because I would sit down on the couch with a book and then I'd like look up and, oh, my kitchen's a mess. I should go do the dishes. But you can't read and do anything else at the same time, right? But I've always wanted to get more into reading. So finally I got an Audible account and I have read so many books, well, listened to, I should say, so many books. And I have loved it because as a mom, it's so easy to just like put in headphones when I'm doing dishes or even when I'm driving in the car. And so that is one thing that I am really loving lately because I love also being, I feel like talking to other people about books is such an interesting thing. Um, I recently started a book club with my mom and sisters and we all live all over the country, but it's been so fun because we all read the same book in a month. And then we have like a Skype call once a month where we get to talk about the book. So I've really loved kind of getting back into reading. I hadn't read any books for a long time and I think sometimes it's hard to find the time to do it. So my Audible account has been awesome for that and I love audiobooks. Yeah, I love that too. I have been um, getting audiobooks from my library actually a lot lately and it's, I mean, it's amazing. First of all, it makes like doing the dishes a little bit more enjoyable because you're not like focused on the fact that, okay, this is taking me so long or I need to get this done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have like, okay, I'm actually enjoying this, but that's so cool. I love that you do a book club, like a virtual book club with your family. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really fun. That's so cool. Well, okay. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show. And one more time before we go, what's your Instagram account and website where people can find you? Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. It was so fun. 
So my Instagram handle is homegrown traditions and my um, blog is at homegrowntraditions.com. I hope this episode encouraged you to just simplify some things and let go, let go of control, let go of this idea that you have to do it all and on your own. If it did, if it did encourage you, screenshot yourself listening in and share it on your story on Instagram or send it to a friend. Make sure to tag me if you do share it. I love seeing you listening in and sharing with your people. And I love to see what you're learning and what you're liking about the episode. It brings me so much joy. What I loved about this conversation, I love how Brittany just gives herself so much grace as a mom. If you couldn't tell, I absolutely loved how she talked about asking for help. I think this is one of the best things I've been doing lately for myself as a mom. And whether you're able to ask family for help or you have to seek it out in different ways. Friends, don't be afraid to just ask for some help when you need it. And it's okay to need it. It's normal. And I'd actually, I feel like I'd be pressed to find a mom who doesn't feel like she could use a little bit of help. I also love how Brittany chats about seasons and how she talked about how routines can work within seasons, but as moms, we have to be open and willing to reevaluate when they are no longer working. Because if we just try to hold on to those things and make them work, it's going to drive us a little bit crazy. I love the grace and balance that just exudes my chat with Brittany, and I hope this episode just encourages you to breathe a little and let go. You do not have to do it all. In fact, I'd encourage you to just let go of that mindset in general. Do not put your identity in what all you can accomplish and how much you can do for your family because that's just a road to failure and and disappointment because we all need help. There's always those moments when if we're trying to do it all, something's gonna give. This raising kids thing isn't meant to be done perfectly and it isn't meant to be done alone. If you're doing the best that you can for your family, whatever that looks like, you're doing more than enough. Give yourself grace and remember to take care of yourself. All right, that's all for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I'm going to share with you a little bit about my story on the podcast and how minimalism really led me to truly actually creating the life that I want to live. I know I say that a lot on here, but the point of minimalism is to make room for what matters most to you. And I say that because from experience, that's what it's been for me. Through minimalism, my family and I were able to create a life that we actually wanted to be living. And I'm going to tell you all about how we moved back towards family when it didn't make sense to do that and how we're able to live off of one income, all because of the help of minimalism. Don't miss this one because I'm also going to talk to you about moving past an area where you might feel stuck in your life. I can't wait to chat with you all about that next week. Till then, cheers to taking little steps towards simple every single day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.